This is Pastor D-R-E on the M-I-C, and this is Ready, Set, Release. What's going on, people? It is just another day that the Lord has kept me. I don't know about you, but that I, that just brings back memories to me, you know, hearing the old folk, you know, in the what I like to call the old church saying, it's just another day that the Lord has kept me. He has kept me from all evil with my mind stayed on Jesus. Yes, it is just another day that the Lord has kept me. And I don't know about you, but he's kept me today. He kept me yesterday. He has kept me all week from danger seen and unseen. You know, a lot of times we don't give God praise or give him the praise that's due to him because we don't really realize what God has done in our lives. Yes, we see certain things that happen in our lives. Yes, we see certain things he delivers us from. But I want you to understand that there are a lot of things that God delivers you from that you don't even see, that he protects you from that you don't even see. I can remember times when I was, you know, on the highway and and for whatever reason, you know, I, I end up leaving late or I would just hear the voice of God to just say, slow down or just stop for a minute. And then a minute later or two minutes later, I will go on to my destination. And while I'm riding, I would see an accident that just happened. I'm, I'm trying to tell you that God keeps you from dangers seen and unseen. Sometimes, you know, we just we, we just need to give God the praise because we, we understand that he protects us from things seen and unseen. Hello, somebody. I know it sounds like I'm talking real fast right now, but I just give God praise because he's just done so much for me. He has kept me th- today. He has kept me this week. He has kept me all of my life. How many of you can say that he is a keeper? Yes, he is. So you know how we begin the show. We always begin the show by giving God the praise that is due to him. So come on and give God the praise. Pastor D.R.E. back here with you. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a minute because I feel his presence in here. And I don't normally do this, but I feel his presence so strong. I feel a worship in me. And, uh, you know, I, I try to stick to a format uh, because that's that's what I feel needs to be done in order to be successful and and you know it's it's just business but i I just want to venture off a little bit um before i get into the word and maybe this is the word i don't know i'm just going to freestyle it today is that okay i i just want to say that god has been so good to me He has truly been good to me. And y'all excuse me if I get a little emotional, okay? Um, I used to hear the old saints say something like, when I think on the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. I thank you for saving me. Um, 
man. God has God has been good to me, y'all. He's He's kept me from a lot of things. He's kept me from a lot of things. When I was talking about in the intro, and I feel like I, I owe him this because I don't I don't want to I don't want to fly past this. But when when I talk about in the intro, when I say he's kept me from danger seen and unseen, that's not a cliche for me. He has kept me from some situations that I, I dare not even talk about. He has he has kept me from some things that should have happened to me, but it didn't. He has mended fences that, you know, honestly, that I broke um, some relationships. I broke because I was broken. You know, a lot of times we break relationships or we ruin relationships because we're broken. And sometimes we don't know it. And then sometimes other people don't know it. But he has mended relationships that I broke in my life. You know, I could say it was this, it was that. The bottom line is I played a part in breaking it. And uh, he has mended it for me. There, 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 there's so much he's done for me. Um, not a college graduate, uh, but yet he has blessed me. He has blessed my family. Um, he's done a lot. When I was on the brink of ending my own life, he talked to me and gave me his love. He made his love, his touch, tangible. Have, have you ever been in an atmosphere where you felt the love of God tangible? Not something that you hope, but something that you could actually feel. Not something you had to walk in faith with, but something that you could actually feel. There were many days in my darkest hour that I would sit in the car and just cry. Wishing I had someone I could talk to, wishing someone understood, but because of decisions that I made, the people I thought that would be in my corner wasn't in my corner. And then the people I made the decisions for didn't care anything about me either. Have you ever tried to do the right thing? For the wrong reason. Have you ever made a decision trying to trying to, you know, do the right thing and it and it still backfires on you? I've been there. 
I know what it feels like. I know what it feels like to want to just die every day. I know what it feels like to be in despair. You, you just don't see a way that your life is changing. And yet, when I was down to my last, I felt like I couldn't take it no more. God came and assured me he was there. See, I don't serve God because I'm looking for money or because I want to be so blessed, even though I am blessed and truthfully, I want to be blessed so I can bless others. For those who know me know that's the truth. But I worship God, I serve God. Because if it was not for him, I honestly don't know what I would do. And so that's why I praise him. And that's why I spend hours, you know, worshiping him or, you know, I don't, I don't mind doing things for him because there's nothing I could give him that will repay what he's done for me. And that's the God honest truth. So whether this ever gets, you know, I'm not looking for fame, whether it ever gets big or, or not, I got to praise him. And I make it my business to let everybody know the God that I serve. I'll be back with y'all, all right? Pastor DRE back here with you. Um, I would say excuse me, but it is what it is. I love God and uh I'm unashamed. So, but let me put this in your ear. Let me let me give you this word. I I, I want to talk to somebody who may be maybe in the position that I was in a few years ago and 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 quite honestly there are times where i still have moments everybody has moments i don't care who you are everybody has moments where they're trying to figure out life and everybody has moments where they're trying to figure out uh whether they're hearing God or not. Because, you know, the Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by God. And that is true. But sometimes we don't, we're, we're not sure if we're hearing God or we're hearing ourselves. Whether we're hearing God or whether we're hearing another voice. And so today, I just want to highlight how important it is 
to recognize God in your life or recognize the voice of God in your life. I, I want to give you a couple of things that will help you recognize the voice of God in your life. Uh, because it's very important. And understand the enemy and your flesh will always try to speak loudly and be so convincing that you will feel like if you're not careful you will feel like that's God speaking and it's not God speaking I, I want you to think about this there's a there's a there's a story in the Bible about Jesus in Matthew chapter 3 verse 16 and 17 and then when you go to Matthew chapter 4 uh verse 1 and 2 you will see the story of how Jesus was baptized that's in in Matthew chapter 3 uh verse 16 and 17 you will see that Jesus was baptized and uh when he went down in the water and came up the Bible says a voice came from heaven and said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. After he has his baptism, the Bible says in chapter four, he is led by the Holy Spirit or by the Spirit to the wilderness. Now, we have the luxury of seeing what all that entailed, but I want you to, to imagine being Jesus for a moment. You have this great, uh, this great experience where God yells down from heaven. Your father yells down from heaven and says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased and then the spirit of god the holy spirit leads you out into a desert and while you're out there you're fasting which means you're 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 turning down your plate you're replacing your physical food in order to spend time with god so you're praying and and you're worshiping god and the first voice you hear, when you get a chance to look at it, the first voice Jesus hears is the devil. After he has fasted and prayed and, and worshiped his father, the first voice he hears is the devil. And the devil basically says, well, if you're the son of God, turn these stones into bread. And I, I want you to, I want you to see the dynamic, how you can be in the presence of God, have a mighty move of God, have that experience where he brags on you and yells your name and leads you to a place and when you get there 
while you're in his presence or 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 the moment you leave his presence for a moment the devil is right there talking see what we have to understand is that the devil is always present the enemy is always present you you can you can have a, a an experience with god a mighty experience with god and then your flesh start talking and if you are not careful you you will you will think that your flesh talking is actually god talking or you will think that when the enemy is talking it's actually god talking because you are you are saying that it has to be god because i just had this experience and that's not true you can have an experience with god and then the devil be there doesn't the bible says the enemy comes immediately to kill uh to to steal kill and destroy key word immediately he comes immediately and so what the devil does a lot of times is is yeah you can have that experience with god and and you can have um uh that fulfilling he can you can be filled but he'll try to stop stop you from uh getting what you got stop you from going further and and being a blessing to other people if you understand what i'm saying he don't mind you receiving or experiencing that experience as long as you don't begin to walk in that experience or 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 begin to walk in the things of God or become a threat to his kingdom. There are a lot of people, you see it every Sunday morning. There are a lot of people who get in the presence of God and they cry before God and 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 you know they they have repentance, you know, a true repentant heart and then the moment they repent the enemy is right there. Somebody done got on their nerves or something. So all I'm just trying to point out is you can't relate the you you can't relate the voice of God with an experience of God because the enemy can be right there. Jesus had that experience, and then it was the devil was the first voice he heard. So recognizing the voice of god in your life how do i recognize the voice of god well one surefire way is having a relationship with god if you have a relationship with god then when you begin to hear these voices or you 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 begin to 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 have these other experiences you will know based on the on, on your relationship with God whether God would say that or not or does that sound like God John chapter 10 verse 24 says then the Jews surrounded him and said to him how long do you keep us in doubt if you are the Christ tell us plainly Jesus answered, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me, but you do not believe because you are not my sheep, as I said to you. Verse 27, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. 
So when you see the scripture, it's dealing with the dynamic of relationship. You know, if you really follow me, you know my voice. If you really follow me, you know my tendencies. If you really follow me, you, you know what I will do and won't do. Will say and won't say. It's kind of like this. People who really know me, if someone came up and said I did anything that was out of my character, those who really know me would say you're lying. Why? Because they know how I am. If someone said I said X, Y, and Z, people who really know me would be able to determine whether they're telling the truth or not because they know how I talk. They know the words I use. They know the lingo I use. They could easily point out that's that don't even sound like him. He don't even sound like that. He would never even say something like that. Why? Because they have a relationship with me. And so when you have a relationship, people who have a relationship uh, with God or with anybody, no, no person can come to you and lie, uh, lie to you as easily because you know uh, how that person sounds you have a relationship with. So anybody who tells me God said this, I can tell them whether they're lying or not because I know how God is. I know his tendencies. I know what he will do and, and he won't do. It's just like a marriage. I, I know my wife. I know when she's mad. I know when she's happy. I know when she's hiding something and vice versa. She know when I'm bothered. She know when I'm aggravated. She know all that. Whether I say something or not, she knows my tendencies. She know what I do when I get upset. She know how I shut down when I when I don't want to talk or I'm trying to figure out how to say what I need to say. She knows all of that. Why? Because we have relationship. We're over 10 years strong. She, she got to know me. Here's, here's the sad thing. A lot of us have 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 been uh, saved for 10 years, but we haven't been disciples. Yes, we have salvation, but we haven't developed a relationship with God. And so therefore, anybody who comes to us and says, the Lord said, we take it as fact. Because we really don't know. We don't know what God sounds like. We don't really know what he'll say. Because we don't have that relationship. So the first thing you have to do is get a relationship with God. That will that will solve 90% of your problems. If you have a relationship with God, you'll know whether uh, it's God or not. And even when you're dealing with those, those mind spirits, that's why I said when the enemy comes, not only when the, the devil comes, but when your flesh begins to talk and you start dealing with those mind spirits and, 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 you know, because your mind can talk to you like it's, it's a, a separate entity, you know, and, and you begin to hear those things. You'll know, you, you'll know immediately whether that's your mind or whether that's really God. Here's, here's another thing that will, that will show you or reveal to you whether it's God or not. Does it line up with the word of God? In other words, does it line up with, with the Bible? Does it line up with what he's already said in his, in his word? Because if it doesn't line up with the word of God, then it can't, God won't, 
God is not going to tell you something contrary to what he's already said. Second Timothy chapter three, verse 16 and 17 says, all scripture is, is God breathed and useful for teaching. Hear me, useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped uh, for every good work. So let me let me just deal with that word servant. That doesn't just mean pastor. That doesn't just mean church leader. The servant of God, we should all be servants of God. So the scriptures is God inspired and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training. So therefore, if we believe that God inspired a uh, man to write these scriptures, uh, to write the Bible, then that means that is, we believe that that is his word. That's, that's his mind. That is what he has said. And so therefore, anything that you hear that goes contrary to the word of God, go, goes contrary to the Bible, then, then that's not God. It's not God. You know, I'll give an easy one. You know, people say, um, you know, the Bible says, uh, love your, your enemy. And someone may say, well, I can't love my enemy. And the Lord didn't say that. Or oh, let me let me give you a better one. The Lord said, someone says, the Lord says, go tell off your enemy. Or kill your enemy. He's not going to say that. He says, vengeance is mine. And then he says, love your enemy. What about this one? Um, well, the Lord said, I have to deal with this sickness. You know, I cannot be healed. Well, that goes contrary to the Bible. Because the Bible says uh, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was laid upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. You understand what I'm saying? So if it goes contrary to the word of God, then that's not God. God's not going to, gonna, uh, you know, somebody called the Bible basic instructions before leaving earth. God's not going to go against that and let you do something different while everybody else is doing something. But he, he, he told you, Oh, well, it's okay if you do something. He's not going to do that. The word is the word. I got a friend of mine, you know, I love her to death. And she says all the time, right is right and wrong is wrong. And that's how I live my life. I, I'm not, I'm not going to take a side because, um, because I like you. No, right is right and wrong is wrong. And see what has happened a lot of times what is happening now uh in the church and I, I saw this pastor who was kind to, kind of uh uh he was kind of dancing around the issue i don't know if someone asked him the question or whether he had pressure to address the issue or whether he just came out with it i don't know but 
you know, it was the issue on abortion. You know, them, you know, women having rights to have an abortion and everything else. And what he said was, you know, I can't, I, I, I can't tell you what to do with your body. And that's true. He can't tell you what to do with your body. But he put it in a way where it was like, you know, I've done wrong. Everybody's done wrong. And so he said it in a way where it was almost like he was excusing the wrong or he was he was he was putting the dirt under the rug because he had done wrong or other people have done wrong. And that just can't happen. I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen people who know that someone has done wrong, but because they have they they themselves have done wrong in the past, they won't address the issue of the sin. Well, just because I've done wrong doesn't mean I'm going to allow you to do wrong and ruin your life. You know, it's kind of like a parent who used to who used to sleep around a lot and and now their sons and daughters are sleeping around and they keep their mouth shut because they say, "Well, I can't tell them nothing because I slept around." No. You 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 better say something. Cuz guess what? You sleeping around had consequences. You sleeping around was wrong. And them sleeping around is going to be wrong. And they're going to feel consequences if you don't put it in check. See, I've been saying this for years. You know, I don't preach the Bible of, of Pastor Dre. That's not my Bible. I teach the word of God. Not the word of Dre, the word of God. And I am judged by the word of God just like anybody else. And if I really love them, oh, somebody catch this. If you really, let me let me just speak to the parents real quick because I know this comes up. If you really love your child and you see them doing wrong or doing some of the same mistakes you you haven't making some of the same mistakes you made when you were when you were younger, if you really love them, you will correct them in love and say, you can't do that. That's not good for you to do that. You don't shut your mouth because you feel guilty. Well, I did it, so I guess I can't say nothing because I did it too. So, you know, that's how general generational curses uh, come about. Because you won't put sin in its place and you won't say what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. And then I hear people on the other side of the coin who say, well, you can't tell me nothing because you did the same thing. You, you, you know, the best answer for that is, no, I can tell you because I know what it costs me. I know what it costs me. Yeah, you're looking at what I did, but do, do you know how much it cost me, though? I, I had to pay a price for the sin I did. And because I love you too much, I'm not going to allow you to go down the same path I went through.
or I went down because I love you. Now, you can sit there and roll your eyes all you want to, but I tell you what, I'm not going to allow you to do that. That's how you handle that. And let me tell you something. When they get older, let's just let's just say you you on the other side of the coin. You say, well, I can't I can't say anything to them because I did it. And, and so, you know, let me let me tell you what's going to happen. You might be cool for about one year. But when they start going through and they grow older, you know what they're going to say? My mama was never there. My daddy was never there. I wish they would have told me this. You know, because the Bible says he loved those he chastens or he chastens those who, who he loved. Because you kept your mouth shut, because you was trying to be so cool or you was feeling some type of way, you feel like you couldn't say nothing. You allow them to go through all that pain, mess up their life, and then they're going to resent you for it later. Watch what I say. I'm telling you what I know. But if you love them, you tell them the truth. You know, I ain't say you got to slap them upside the head, but you tell them the truth. You sit down and tell them the truth. And if they throw up that, you know, they get at it. Well, you did it. Well, yeah, I did do it. But let me tell you what I had to go through because I did it. Because I was hard-headed, just like you're being hard-headed right now. But see, I, I, I love you too much to watch you go down the same path that I went down. So, so yeah, you can be mad at me all you want to right now. But I promise you, when you get older, you, you'll thank me for it. I'm still in the Bible. But but hearing the voice of God, so does it line up with the voice? Does it line up with the word of God? I I didn't mean to go off on a tangent like that, but I, I get real passionate about family. Okay, uh, the 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 third thing you can you can look at when when it comes to hearing the voice of God is uh, does it line up with what He's already told you personally? A lot of us have prayer time and and we say the Lord told us this and the Lord told us that. Well, if he told you a certain thing, he's not going to tell you the exact opposite, you know, just a few days later. I'll give an easy one. Uh, you say, you said the Lord told you to start a business. And then three days later, you said the Lord told you to shut it down. Now, wait a minute. Is the Lord see now? Did anything catch the Lord by surprise? No, nothing catches God by surprise. So what has happened? Let me tell you what happened. You said the Lord told you to start the business. Now, what one or two things now, either you lied the first time or you lied the second time. But let's just say you're telling the, you know, you, you, 
you you prayed to God and he told you to start the business. You know he told you to start the business or the ministry or what have you. You know he told you to do that. And then a few days later or, or a month later, he tells you to shut it down. He didn't tell you to shut it down. Let me tell you what told you to shut it down. Your flesh told you to shut it down because you are starting to feel the heat. It is not going the way you thought it would. And so therefore you've gotten frustrated and you have conjured up a word from God when it's really your flesh. It's your flesh talking. God does not operate like that. You mean to tell me he's going to tell you to do something and then right after that tell you not to do it? No, you are being led by your flesh. You are being led by the enemy. You know how many times the enemy has came to me and said, don't, don't, don't worry about uh, a Bible study. Don't worry about praise and worship. You know, and it sound, it can sound like God. He'll make it sound like God. You know, well, you do need to rest. Don't worry about uh, church today. Take a day of rest. That wasn't the Lord. Because I'm in a position where people are dependent on me. So God is not going to say to me, you know, you 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 need to rest uh, today and, and not do praise and worship. Or you need to rest today and not uh, study and 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 speak to the people. He's not going to tell me that. God does things decently and in order. So he is not going to come to me Sunday morning uh, and tell me, uh, don't, don't worry about it. Just cancel church for the day. He ain't going to tell me that. Now, I may say that, but he's not going to say that. You understand what I'm saying? He, he's not, he's not going to tell, <laughs> he's not going to tell me to uh, um, start church at 10 o'clock and then, you know, have me praying till 11 o'clock at home. That's not God. Even though it sounds real spiritual, that's not God. Why? Because God is not the author of confusion. If he told me to do something and he gave me the, the outline on how to do it, he's not going to violate that. I'm running out of time, but let, let me let me just put this one in the air as well. God's not going to tell you to, to uh, not marry somebody and then two days later say that's the one. It don't work like that. Somebody lying. Or one of those you lied. On the Lord. Those are just three simple ways to to realize whether that's God speaking or not. Number one, having a relationship with God. If you have a relationship with God, you will know the voice of God and a stranger you will not follow. Number two, uh, does it line up with the word of God? Has it does it line up with the Bible, with what he's already said? If it goes contrary to his word, then it's not God. God is not a man that he shall lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, it has to happen. Number three is God is not going to tell you something uh, in your prayer time. And then immediately after that, go contrary to what he said the first time. 
I hope you got it. So now, let me ask you this question. Is it really God speaking to you? Or is it just your mind? Be honest. Pastor D.R.E. back here with you, man. <laughs> so we're going to get into the headlines. There's so much to talk about. There's so many stories. Oh, my goodness. Maybe I need to do something during the week to kind of let y'all know. Keep y'all up to date with some of the stories that are coming out. Uh, but so so today I'm just going to deal with a few stories. Well, as, as many as I can, okay? Give me, give me 10 minutes of your time. I'm going to try to go through as many as I can, okay? First of all, let me just say this first story is a crying shame, okay? This story makes absolutely no sense. But this is where we are in in, in the world right now. A 23-year-old man is in critical condition after police say he was shot on the job at a Brooklyn McDonald's because of cold fries. Let that sink in. This man was shot in the neck by an individual because of cold fries. Listen, it ain't that serious. I mean, okay, you want to argue, I got it. You feel disappointed, I got it. But look, you shoot somebody in the neck for cold fries? My dude, come on now. We we got to be better than that. And, and you know, hey, listen, no disrespect, but this is McDonald's. This is McDonald's. You, you didn't pay like a grip for this. This is McDonald's. And we got microwaves. You, you, you kind of know you you get what you pay for. I, I don't understand it. I mean, I've, <laughs> it's not funny, but I, I've wanted hot fries and had my 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 mouth ready for some hot fries. And, and they've come back, you know, lukewarm. I ain't shoot nobody over it. You just simply go in and ask for some hot fries, you know, and make sure uh, they don't they don't take the old fries and put it back in the basket. And then you have some greasy fries, cause that ain't good either. But I'm saying it's not nothing to shoot nobody about. You you should be better than that. And in and, and all seriousness, I feel bad for the brother who is now in critical condition because he gave somebody some some cold fries. That that doesn't make any sense. Okay. Also, I want to bring to your attention three stories at one time. Okay. I'm just gonna read the headlines because I don't have time to go into the whole thing. Okay. Bill Gates backs up startup company that is using robots to build solar farms so the, the, there's robots that are going to be building massive solar farms uh in in the u.s and and it's a good way to save energy i got it okay remember that story bill gates backed up startup uh is using robots to build enormous solar farms okay Next on the agenda, Amazon sucks up iRobot in merger with bigger implications than cleaning house. So Amazon has now bought iRobot that, you know, makes the popular um, um, uh, robotic vacuum that people like. They have now merged with that company. They bought the company for one point, I think it's 1.7 or 1.3 billion dollars okay they have bought that and so 
Um, also in the news, Amazon Amazon has been in the news because you know they own Ring. You know, a lot of people got the little Ring thing on their on their front door now, and so they were talking about how that device collects information um, that we wasn't aware of, and so also it is being said that iRobot, while it's vacuuming your floor, it is actually also downloading information your floor plans the furniture the whole nine amazon hear me has just bought irobot for 1.7 billion dollars okay next story musk elon musk the owner of tesla is working hard to reveal and this is not a joke it's working hard to reveal Optimus, a humanoid robot in September. Now, people, what do all three of these stories have in common? The robot. Let me tell you something. Technology is taking over the globe. Technology is taking over everything. And it is mighty funny. It's just funny to me. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. But it is funny that Elon Musk is working to build a humanoid robot. Amazon uh, has bought iRobot. And Bill Gates has uh, invested in um, a company that is using robots to build solar farms. The robot is taking over. Please understand that. And if you don't got your stuff together... You might be hitting hard times. And not only that, you know, with it talking about that the ring is collecting data and iRobot is, while it's vacuuming your floor, is collecting data. It, it's, it's mighty funny. And we're talking about three of the richest people in the world. Uh, coincidence? I don't know. But um, I'd be careful about what I allow in my home. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Y'all can talk about technology and how great it is all you want to. Do not be surprised in the next few years when things happen. That's all I am saying. Uh, also, now this is <laughs> this is something I've been talking about. You know, I've I've been talking about the uh, the uh, backlash from Roe versus Wade, and so here we are again. Let me let me read this piece of legislation uh georgia has now made it to where you can claim unborn children on your taxes yep unborn children fetuses i think i said that right you cannot claim those in georgia you can now claim those on your taxes the baby's not even born yet, but you can get child credit. Hmm. Now, some people like that because they say, ooh, yeah, now I'm going to have more money for my taxes. Okay, got it, got it. If you want to celebrate that, that's cool. I personally, personally is, uh, I I don't feel no type of way about it. I, I'm just kind of honestly baffled by it. But here's the other one I'm baffled by. Are y'all ready for this? The Republicans... 
are proposing a bill. Now, all this came, and this is in the article. And and I will let you. Let me see. What where is this? This is a. This is from CBS News. Republican lawmakers are now proposing a bill. I am not joking. That fathers would have to pay child support before the baby is born. Man, it's on and popping. Let me get this straight. You mean to tell me you get with a chick one night and she becomes pregnant. She can now put you on child support before the baby ever gets here. And you may not even know whether it's yours or not. Mm. Now, surprisingly, let me just tell you how I feel about it. I, it's laughable to me, but I told y'all that was gonna. I, I told y'all when they did when they overturned that thing because remember I told y'all about the vasectomy thing. More men are getting vasectomies now more than ever before, and so now Republican lawmakers are wanting fathers, quote unquote fathers or baby daddies, however you want to put it, to uh, make them pay child support before the baby gets here. They don't go into detail about what all is included in the bill, but I imagine if you if you are said that you are the father or it is said that you are the father, get ready to pay child support if this bill passes. What I still don't get, and this has always been an argument of mine, and by the way, I, I feel, let me just tell you how I feel about it. It's, it's a trip to me, but you know what? If it'll help people make better decisions in their life, I'ma just keep my mouth shut. Okay? But but here, here's the thing for me, and there still has not been an answer for this. And this does irritate me. Let's just say for argument's sake, the baby, you know, a man because you know, is a stand-up dude, and he takes care of the child, you know, because he is told that it is his. And then find out later it's not his. He gets no money back. I'm trying to figure out when are they going to pass a law that will hold some of these women accountable for lying on men that they are the father. I'm just saying. Now, the you know, listen. I know somebody right now is saying, well, he should know. Well, sometimes in certain situations, because you love that woman, because you trust that woman, you know, it might be somebody you've known for a while. You just feel like they will tell you the truth that that's your baby. And then to find out that it's not yours and they knew about it. And so now you've paid all this money and you can't get none of your money back. Let me trip you out some more. And so there are some cases where, because let's just say the, 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 the uh, mother and the father fall out about the baby and she says that that's his baby and puts him on child support he doesn't pay child support now he goes to jail and he can't get out of jail till he pays the child support he goes through all these changes for let's just say six years uh, 
goes through all these changes. And so now he's been to jail. He got a record and all that for a baby that wasn't even his. I understand the man got to make good choices. I understand that. But when are we going to start holding some of these women accountable for knowingly lying? Knowingly lying. That's that's all I'm saying. I, I think there needs to be I think there needs to be a bill passed that if you find out that the baby is not yours, you you are allowed to get restitution. Uh, and the woman who lied on you has to be punished in some kind of way, whether that be jail time, whether that be a hefty fine, something has to happen. Because if you're going to start doing this where you are, you know, and again, you know, this will help people make better decisions. But let me just say this. If you're going to start making men pay child support before the child even gets here, we, we need to start cleaning up a lot of these laws. I'm just saying. That's the headlines for the day. This is your boy, Pastor DRE. I'll be right back with you, all right? Well, 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 we are at the end of the show. I hope that you enjoyed this this, uh, broadcast. It has been... Uh, I don't know about you, but it's been a very emotional broadcast for me. I've had, you know, I've poured out my heart to you all. Uh, and and uh, I, I hope that it is helping someone, somebody out there. Listen, for, for my close, I want to do this. I want to thank some people uh, right now. I want to thank that person who doubted me. I want to thank the person who dist- who tried to destroy my name and talked about me like a, a dog. I really want to thank the person who, despite all my efforts of trying to be there for them, uh, they decided that I wasn't good enough and I couldn't be anything without them. I would like to show appreciation to all those who truly hated me and don't even know me. Uh, I like to thank those who constantly spread rumors about me. I like to thank that boss who tried to fire me and make me quit. Uh, I show enough appreciated. Uh, I want to thank the ones who, who, the boss that would not give me the job. I would like to thank right now the woman who wouldn't give me a chance. I want to thank all of y'all. I, I want to thank everyone who tried to bring me down. I so appreciate it. Because through your efforts and all that you have done, you don't even know that what you did was make me stronger. Through your efforts, and I appreciate your efforts, you don't even know that you introduced me to a God that never fails. You gave God a platform where he could show his power, that he could show his grace and his mercy. I sure to appreciate it. If I didn't know God, uh, let, let me just say it like this. I would not know God the way I know him if it had not been for you. I sure enough appreciate it. Listen. 
when you deal with things in your life yes we mess up don't get me wrong we make mistakes but there are a lot of times where you didn't make the mistake people were just after you the devil was uh after you oh by by the way shout out to the devil let me give you a round of applause all those times you tried to kill me i appreciate it because listen you have shown that my god is more than enough you have shown that my god cannot lie he's not a man that he should repent uh if he said it it has to happen you have shown that my god is more powerful than any person on this planet you have shown that romans 8 31 show enough reigns true when it says what then shall we say in response to these things if god is for us who can be against us i want to applaud all of y'all i want to thank all of y'all for all the tears that i have cried in my past i now only cry tears of joy and of thanksgiving i show enough appreciate it I'm about to get happy right now. So I'm just going to cut it off like I normally cut it off. Somebody just say with me, I believe that God's word is true. It is the final authority in my life. Therefore, everything that God has said concerning me shall come to pass. I believe it. And if you believe it, just shout amen. All right. You all be good. I will see y'all next weekend. Be safe. Love you.